Hello, this is Bob Gray Sr. Welcome to the Ministry Moments Podcast. Hello, this is Bob Gray Sr. Welcome to Ministry Moments, Lord willing, every Friday, 3 o'clock Central Time. That's God's time. <laughs> you join us. Uh, Ministry Moments YouTube, Bob Gray Sr. And you can go to Ministry Moments uh, for a podcast. Choose your favorite podcast provider. And then, of course, you can go to softchurchproblems.com, which has a lot of helpful things there that be a blessing to you. And uh, so you can go there, softchurchproblems.com. But we're glad you're here. If you'll subscribe to this, you'll get it every Friday. And very practical, simple, short, not long. Uh, speak up, sit up, and then sit down. <laughs> so here we go. I want to talk to you about the reason reasons uh, assistant pastors fail. The reasons assistant pastors fail. Uh, I, I travel every week of the world. I've got 125,000 air miles so far this year, and that's through July. Uh, so uh, I talk to a lot of people. I counsel a lot of people, spend time with a lot of people. And I try to use that in my experience too. I'm in my 50th year of ministry and trying to do the best I can to uh, take what's happened in my life and my world and help others with it. I love young preachers. I love helping them. I love young churches, trying to help them. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I want to talk to you about the reasons assistant pastors fail. Number one, uh, not flexible. Uh, if you're going to be an assistant pastor, you're going to be flexible. I mean, there's times you may have to unplug the toilets. Our first church, Ms. Gray and I pastored up north. Uh, Jack Lewis was, was, we had two deacons and uh, Jack, three deacons. Jack Lewis was one of them. He had a right leg uh, amputated. You said a wooden leg. And uh, God bless him. God bless him. What a great man. I never did see the other deacons down there doing anything, but he was always down there. And But Mrs. Gray and I, uh, Jack had to go to work. Well, Toilets need to be unplugged. Guess who did it? Ms. Gray and I did. Uh, guess who took the buses out? We had buses uh, two, two or three. I'll have to ask my wife. Now my mind's gone. But we'd take salamander heaters in Illinois, snow and cold and ice. And we'd put those salamander heaters out there on Saturday night. And her and I would go back and forth to make sure they stayed warm. Uh, and so when I first went there, the, the mailman told me, I saw him on Saturday. He said, well, I'll be by every Saturday to bring you mail for the week. And I said, no, 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 no. You, you, I want you to bring it by every day. We're open all seven days now. And so I'd go down there early, about 5.30 each morning, open, turn the lights on, open up the windows, the, sh the shades and so on, make sure that everybody could see there's something going on. And I got that mail every week. But I took advantage of that early time. And I'd go to the hospital and look on the card and find patients who did not have a pastor. And so I would go and introduce myself. And uh, and then and I, the very first family I got into church there was because of their son dying from cancer, but not flexible. So if you're going to be a sister, but you're going to mow the lawn, you're going to change the oil, you're going to have to, well, why, why did Mrs. Gray and I do it and you not do it? <laughs> no, you got to be flexible. Number two, not a personal soul winner. You can't survive if you don't win souls. You just can't do it. Now, I'm not of the mindset where you hire a guy and uh, so you've got one year to earn your salary by filling that class with. Sunday school students, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Uh, I want to make sure it's a part of the budget before I hire anybody. Um, and I, I don't play games with these people in their lives and their children. 
um, and I hired a Spanish pastor. I had for six months, I had the salary there. And uh, when I hired him, I didn't have to worry about we'll, we'll be able to take care of him. And same thing with others uh, that I hired also. So uh, the reason assistant pastors fail, not being flexible. Number two, not a personal soul winner. You can't survive the independent soul winning church. You're not winning souls. Next, um, no, uh, no personal standards. No personal standards. You have to have personal standards. Um, if you're going to work with these converts and work with these young people, you need to provide the example to them. Uh, a leader jumps 10, the people jump five. It's that simple. If you jump five, they'll jump two and a half. Well, of all the people, when we had leadership standards and rules, it was for leaders, it wasn't for church members. You could come and visit and suck on your cigarette on your own time or what. I'm not, I'm going to preach, but you're not going to represent me and the Lord as a sure a bus worker or singing a choir or so on, a place of leadership if you weren't separated. But just, you've got to have that personal separation, personal stash. My wife has never heard me curse. My children have never heard a curse word out of my mouth. I wish I could say that about my daddy. I can't say that, but I'm just telling you, you've got to provide. Uh, and my boys, when they preach now, and I preach with them, they'll say, man, you can come down those stairs, from stairs, and daddy be sitting there with a cup of coffee and his Bible open. And they never, my kids saw me read the Bible. My wife saw me read the Bible. Uh, we discussed the Bible. She would teach uh, ladies' meetings uh, once a, a year, and she'd run a thought past me. And uh, sometimes it got stuck in my head and showed up in a sermon. And she, she said, I think I need to get paid to give you your sermons. But the reason assistant pastors fail, not flexible, you got to be flexible, not a personal soul winner, uh, not dependable. Can he count on you? If he asks you to do something, he shouldn't have to turn around and say, did you get that done? Not dependable. No personal standards separate the world. No Holy Ghost power. Nobody should be ordained to minister doesn't have the power of God on. No, nobody. Nobody. That's what it's talking about. And suddenly, no man is talking about or, or, ordaining somebody. So we, if you're going to be an assistant pastor, you need to have God's power. You need Holy Ghost power. I said, number one, not flexible. That's, you've got to be flexible. Uh, number two, not a personal soul winner. It's going to hurt you. Number two, I'd rather, it, they ask me all the time. I'm an assistant pastor. Brother Gray, give me some advice. Get people saved. Walk them down the aisle. Get your converts baptized. That's my advice to them. No personal standards. No Holy Ghost power. No baptisms week in and week out. What a disgrace. I'd have seven assistant pastors. I'd go in. I would say, I started, you got one. You got one. You got one. You got one. And person, yeah. Second, no. Yeah, no. I come back that night, same thing in the room. I said, you got one tonight? I remember Brother Zinn said one time, he said, I had one this morning. I said, that's history. That doesn't count now. And so generally, they all, don't all hit the same time, but you have enough people out there, assistant pastors, getting it done. And somebody's going to walk that out of the conference. You've got to do that. I'll tell you, if you get those waters stirred, you'll get God's attention. All right? The reasons assistant pastors fail, one, not flexible. Number two, no personal soul winning. Uh, next, no dependability. Can't depend on. No personal standards. No Holy Ghost power. No Baptist week in, week out. Just should not be. It just should not be. Next, lazy. Can't get out of bed. I've been your bus driver, Green Beret, bus driver, the First Baptist Church. He said, I'm the laziest guy you know. He said, I get up five o'clock every morning just to fool everybody. <laughs> not lazy. Dishonest. Dishonest. 
first church I pastored, the treasurer, uh, God bless him. He, he didn't like me. He just wasn't going to like me. That's all. But after a few months, I walked into the foyer and he walked up to me and stuck his hand out and was smiling. I didn't know he had teeth. <laughs> he shook my hand and he said, I want to thank you. I said, for what? He said, you're the first pastor I've had in 20 years that tithed. See, they see that week in and week out. They see that in there. I've had assistant pastors that messed up on them, not getting a tithe in on time. And I got on to them about it. I got on to them about it. Why? Because those laymen are going to see that. They count the money and the deacons, they're going to see it. And they ain't going to, it's, we're losing credibility when we do that. Uh, not uh, reasons assistant pastors fail, not flexible, no personal sobering, no not dependable. No personal standards, no Holy Ghost power, uh, no baptism week in and week out. That's why they felt lazy, dishonest, and uh, number nine, not paying attention to the pastor, not paying attention to the pastor. Boy, I had made assistant pastors. If I walked down the hallway and saw a light was out, I said, I get three by fives and the lights out. I had assistant pastors go straight to the maintenance man and, and say, get that, it's bothering for you. Anything that bothers me as pastor is going to keep me from having my mind active uh, to get ready for campaigns and big days and and carrying all the financial burdens that he has to has to carry you take that load off any little thing that bothers him you help take care of it all right number 10 aren't you proud of me this is the last point he's like that fat one underneath that barbed wire fence a few more points and we'll be through <laughs> number 10 uh absalom mindset the absalom mindset so what do you mean by that thinking you could do better well if i was running this outfit that would never happen and telling church members now i think one thing i told bobby they became the youth director i said don't you win their hearts i don't want you winning their hearts if they come in there and start pouring in their, their bad stories about home and everything else don't you give them a shoulder to cry on don't you do that you you say to them all right what's going to ask daddy about such and such a verse why don't you get your relationship patched up with your dad and your mom? I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't want I don't want staff members stealing their hearts. I, I don't mind them being loved. I don't mind them being loved more than me. Don't mind that at all. But I don't want you saying you could do a better job. I don't ever want to hear that. That's why assistant pastors fail. All right, quickly, we got to review. Why are the reasons assistant pastors fail? Number one, not being flexible. Number two, not a personal soul winner. Number three, not dependable. Number four, no personal standards. Number five, no Holy Ghost power. Number six, lazy. Number eight, dishonest. Don't pay their bills. Uh, number nine, not paying attention to the pastor. What's bothering him? That's bothering him. I'm going to take care of that. And then uh, uh, Absalom mindset of saying, come to me. This wouldn't happen if I was pastoring here. No, it wouldn't. That'll destroy you. It's sad that it happens, but it does happen. All right. God bless you. Tomorrow's soul winning, preparation day for the Lord's Day. And you get your carcass out there and get you some people saved, get them lined up for Sunday. And church starts at Sunday school. Don't forget that. God bless you. See you next Friday, 3 o'clock Central Time.